Welcome to everyone's favorite podcast, It's Reclaimed Audio, with your hosts, Phil Pinsky, Phil Roots, and Tim Sway. Welcome, everybody, to this week's episode of Reclaimed Audio. This is episode 91. Get out of town. Yeah, I'm serious. August 2nd, 2017. This week's top Patreon supporters are Make, Build, Modify, Stu Morrison, The Godfather, Jimmy DeResta, Scott Tana, Andrew Reed, Greg Mead, Chad Grossclaws from Mancrafting, Shane Bronson, and a brand new patron, Keith Decent. Thank you, sir. Okay, two things really quick. Number one, Keith, I love you and all of your ice cream lights. You're just amazing. Um, and, uh, and Scott Turner, I, I know we say this all the time, but the man makes me feel like the biggest hack in the world. I see what he does in his art, in his makership. And Scott, thank you for all of your support. We love you. That's all. Yeah, he, Go ahead. he's also known as Form with an E, Industrious. Industrious. Uh, on, on the socials, if you want to, if you want to follow and see his amazing metal work, the guy takes yes. pieces of metal that are little and he puts them together to make them big, and then they look like they're one solid piece of metal. And he uses wood and other mediums, and he's also like uh, he tries to upcycle and reclaim whenever possible. And yeah. he's like, I want to be him when I grow up. That's all I can um, say. I don't. Know I think you got some time up, for that. I wouldn't. I wouldn't worry about it. You're only fifty. Can um, <laughs> Casey says my new haircut looks like a broccoli head. She's very generous and kind. Correct. <laughs> <laughs> speaking of speaking of Patreon, um, it, I wanted to to let people know that how it, it works because our our Patreon is laid out to where you you pledge uh, money to support the podcast, kind of like public radio or whatever. Uh, and so there's like pledged platforms that are set up on the Patreon page, um, but also like public radio, you can just give what you can too. Um, so even though there's no feature to just get, if, like the way it's set up is like $3 per episode, $6, whatever. So was it, you could go ahead. fix that. You could, there's a dollar now. Oh, good. So that's, you fixed it that quickly when we were just talking about it. Yeah. Product of Canada. That's cool. <laughs> but so, so now <laughs> you can we go were on to talk the, about this next week, but go ahead. You're, you, I'm, I'm, I just pledged a dollar shit. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> but so the idea is that if you, if you, can afford to pledge a dollar an episode. That's that's great. That's really helpful. It doesn't have to be this like huge financial constraint. And also, you could pledge a dollar an episode and then just cap it. So it's just a dollar a month. If that's all you can afford, that's also great too. Uh, we do not have tote bags yet, <laughs> or, no, or coffee mugs. But we we are, I believe, working on t-shirts. We're working on something. Yeah, well, something's something's brewing. Something's brewing there. Yeah, <laughs> we we've been discussing. Well, actually, we, we we've been we've had some comments and suggestions about that we should have some type of merchandise, and we're not necessarily sure if that's something that we should do. We would love to hear from you if you think that is something that we should do. Yeah, I mean, who out there would just who, see what kind of interest would, is out? Who there? would be interested in some uh, RA swag? Yeah, yeah, let us know. T- uh, tweet think, us at uh, reclaimed audio. Pencils upcycled from trees with reclaimed audio on it would be awesome. You know what? I like that idea better than a T-shirt already. Like, I I like the idea of something practical. Besides, what are you, what you guys just... writing checks that nobody's butt's gonna cash? Where are we gonna get these these magical pencils? <laughs> <laughs> well, no, if the anybody's out there, more. if anybody's <laughs> out there who has a magical pencil machine, I would like some made in the shape of Harry Potter's wand. 
I'll give you something shaped in the Harry no, Potter's wand. No, no, hey, hey, PG-13 <laughs> just, just, here. Just T-shirts are fine. We'll make sure that they're cotton, okay? <laughs> now, the best part about this is that, like, you know, I think most professional podcasts actually discuss things that they're going to say before they, they broadcast. Not us. Not us. <laughs> we can do that. Wait a minute. Whoa, 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 wait. We're allowed to do that? <laughs> this I just spring it on them just to yeah. see the reactions. But no, but seriously, we, we want to hear from, or I, I don't know about those two, but I want to hear from you. If if you if there's enough interest in it out there, then we'll pursue it. So at Reclaimed Audio, just let us know. Yeah. Or uh, by email, info at reclaimedaudiopodcast.com if you want to write something more. Or some other stuff that you could say on social media. Thanks for contributing. Thank you. I don't know all these special names you guys. You know, have here's the thing about Bill. You may not know this, but he is very much like a shark. If he stops talking, <laughs> he'll die. <laughs> Where the hell? I'm were glad we? you finally get it. Yeah, no, I know. We're nowhere. We haven't done anything yet. Hey, <laughs> so can we can we show him now what he didn't do? We're not even. Could we? Can we get to what we're working on? That's that could be what we're working. Well, that, on. Hey, that what are what we working on, guys? Who wants to go first? Tim, oh, you why don't you go first? I was going to say, Phil, why don't you go first? What what are you working on? Yeah, what do you got, okay. Phil? Okay, have you so, done anything at all? I'm just yes, curious. I did. I did some great stuff, and I did something very very stupid. So I'll okay. start with the stupid thing. Is um, I, I, I got, forgive you. You don't have to worry about. It. I'm used to it after all these 91 episodes now. No, nope, no. Nope. Me being no, passive aggressive to you is not stupid. It's the way I communicate. Oh. Uh, <laughs> no, I uh, I did something dumb on the table saw, and I got some kickback into my gut, and mm. uh, and I'm and I'm walking around a little hobbled. But it's a good it's a good physical reminder of stupidity. So I yes. was, I was cutting something against the fence that was wider than it was long, and it got caught on the blade, and then just zipped right off the blade and into my gut. So. So got a little bit of blood and some bruising, but should be should be better soon. You gotta you gotta grow your gut out like me, and then you can get a little more protection. So that that's what I was thinking. I'm dangerously know. underweight. That's the problem. Yeah. That's that's what you took that's, away from that lesson. That's what I took away from that. Eat more, <laughs> and then you could do more stupid stuff. Uh, so there's that. And then um, I did a whole shop reorg. I I built a uh, a shop cabinet and or like like it's a, a shelving unit. And I got rid of this plastic piece of junk that was just like half full, and I com- and so the shop is like wide open now, and nice. uh, and I've got room for this thing that I've been wanting to build for a while, which is like a drill charging station, all that stuff. So I'm going to do that, and uh, and I moved my jointer from one side of the shop to the other, and then again, same thing with the bandsaw. So there's a whole bunch of room around the table saw now. So I think uh, instead of talking about that, what I'll do is. Uh, I'll do a shop tour video. I haven't done one in a couple of years, and it makes sense because my shop is, like, totally different than what it was before. Get it while it's clean, you know? Yeah, that's true. <laughs> that, you're right. That's the time to do it. The thing is, I'm I'm on vacation right now, so I'm on week two of not being at work. Two weeks? Two weeks. Wow. Well, the, the office, it's called shutdown, so it's like a remnant of union days back when we were a manufacturer, like, 100%. We manufacture still, but it's mostly import and warehouse. Is it but, paid or unpaid? It's paid. It's part of my. It's part of my contract. I get this two weeks, wow. and I get another three weeks whenever I want. However, this is the only two weeks I take off because that's amazing. Yeah, my wow. boss is a jerk, man. I never get any time off. <laughs> hey, I like that guy. <laughs> um, I'm so, yeah. on the fence. 
So, so you'd think I'd have all this time to do stuff in the shop, except I was like, ah, oh, you know what? I should probably spend some time with my wife and more time and with the kids. And a new child. Yeah, yeah, and the child. What's his name? That's um, why you have him, isn't it? Yeah. I what's mean, his name again? <laughs> his name's Andrew. We call him AJ. 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 But, uh, so no, I actually, it's funny, I have less time in the shop now than I do when I'm working, so it's weird. Yeah. That's good, though. It's good that you're spending the time with your family. Yeah, that's the time to do it. I took, oh, Tim, you would have loved this. I took my son to the train museum. Did I tell you guys about this? Oh, yeah? I saw some of your posts, yeah. Yeah, Yeah, I saw some pictures. So, there's a train museum in Montreal, and it's like uh, the two uh, train lines in Canada. One's called Canadian Pacific, one's called uh, Canadian National, I think. Anyway, so it's the CN sort of museum here, and they've got like everything from 1812 all the way up to like the 70s. And it's all the real trains, and you go from train to train to train, and uh, most of them you can walk through and in and touch everything, and it's for the kids. And for me, I was, like, tripping out. It's amazing. Mm. Just to see something that's, like, 200 years old and, you know, steam-powered and it's cool. It still works. still works, yeah. Well, I don't know if it works, but (laughs) it's parked there. It works. But I'm sure it works. And it was cool because back in the day, Montreal was like San Francisco. We had trams. We had like streetcars and stuff and trams and and uh, well, like everything else in the in the in the states, it happened also. But the car companies bought up the tram lines and then got rid of them, so everybody had to buy cars. But uh, <laughs> but it was cool to see because you could go inside them and they had all the real signs. And this was before all the French hoopla and all the signs were in English, so it was really cool. Montreal <laughs> was was English, so mm. it was uh, it was. Then neat they to lost see. the war, right? Well, what ended up happening in the 60s was there was uh, the silent revolution and yada, yada, yada. Well, you know what really happened in the 60s that blows away everything else? Vietnam? No, I was born. That's That was going to be my second guess. Yeah, I was I was thinking that. Yeah, I was going to say Nixon, yeah. but then there was we, you. We, had, um, <laughs> we have in uh, Santa Cruz, uh, Beach Boardwalk is somewhat famous here in the States, but uh, they also have an old steam train that runs through the Santa Cruz mountains and a lot goes stops by the boardwalk at oh, the cool. beach and then it goes through the mountains and stuff. It's pretty cool. Old steam train. Yeah. I love that. I, yeah. I think trains are awesome. Like they, in Europe and in Asia, they have incredible trains. The trains yeah. here super suck. I've taken yeah. a few trains out to Toronto and Niagara and stuff. And it just feels like, like, like a glorified bus. You know, it's like it, they should do something better. They're, they're, right now, they're building a high speed from New York to Boston that's running, you know, right through Connecticut, and so oh. there's all this new track getting laid down, yeah. and and new stations getting built, both in the town I live in as well as the town that my shop is in. My shop is like a mile from where this, and so sometimes when I'm going to leave work, the train tracks are right there, and and there'll be this like this car with just like all this like a, like construction equipment just blocking traffic up for a half hour. It's just. I really wonder. I mean, I'm assuming that they've done some kind of market research and they know what they're doing. That there's a reason that they're spending these bazillions of dollars on this train line. But all I see is a screwing up traffic even more mm-hmm. <laughs> around me, and right. there's still no one riding the train, you know. But uh, I, I mean, I, you know, my grandfather worked for the Boston train his whole life, and he mm-hmm. drove the trolleys and the trains. You know, um, some of them would go up over the road back then, and and uh, he got promoted to a desk job at some point in time. Did that for a while, and he hated it. And he made them put him back out and drove trains until he retired. Wow! Uh, so uh, a high speed from San Francisco to L.A. that's been talked about and supposedly underway for quite a while now. Here, well, they're they're putting this high speed. Like, I mean, the the idea of a high speed is that it doesn't stop a lot. Yeah. Right. 
and it goes really fast. Yeah, like and 220 so, miles or something. But it can't it can't do that. There's houses like that will fall down <laughs> like where this track is if this train goes barreling through the sand. And they're building two new stations like six miles apart on the track. It's like how, where where is it going fast? Is what I want to figure out. There's yeah. nowhere open enough in Connecticut or flat and straight enough in Connecticut for this thing to go fast. Like, I well, just it's don't probably know not how. given a whole lot about Connecticut. It's worried about getting from New York to Boston. And the, but the, in order the to do that, they have to go through Connecticut really fast, and that's where I live. <laughs> Well, can uh, they go fast before congested. and after Connecticut? I don't know. I mean, I'm... Before and after Connecticut are New York and Boston. <laughs> We're oh. the only thing in the way. A little bit of rural Massachusetts, but... Totally. What are you making, though? <laughs> um, besides besides hey, the train companies... you started this train are... conversation, pal. <laughs> I'm sorry. No, who st- I didn't start it. No, Phil did. Phil yeah, I just said it took my kids to the train. I didn't start talking about local municipal politics about trains. Oh. I thought the name of our uh, topic this week was Chug Your Choo Choo. No, that was a joke memo that I sent by accident. Oh, <laughs> um, well, I'm I am working on the the the, the helical helix shaped marimba, the DNA marimba, of course, and it's it's coming along really well. And I've been posting videos on YouTube about it as well as on my Instagram. I've been doing like like dailies on that. Today I made a uh, just this real quick. I have had this idea in my head for months and months, and today I decided to make it real quick. This little multi tool thing uh, that I'm gonna put a video about pretty soon but what i wanted to mention was that this weekend i went to my local remember that sculpture i made the the steel sculpture of america the, with all the, the little statue, people the, the vividly all the little people the 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 steel company that or the steel yard that sponsored that contest um had a little get together this weekend like a kind of one year welcome to our new building that we're in and they invited oh. me and a bunch of other local makers <clears throat> to go there and they're cooking a lot of meat so i was trying to stand downwind or upwind, I guess, away from the, from the krill. Um, but so I, I got to hang out there this weekend and meet a bunch of uh, interesting people. And um, that was pretty interesting. And the train went right by while we were there. That train that's, that's, <laughs> that's why fast. And that's why that train's on your mind. Right by, it goes right by this foundry or this building, that, you know, the steel yard. Because, and there's actually light rail inside the building. The building's so big. And in my next video on the, um, the DNA I don't marimba, know when you're serious or not. Just... I'm always serious. Oh, about hey. trains. So, bye, girls. I'll see you later. Nice to see you. Had some family here. They're leaving. Um, the uh, the building itself is so big; it has a light rail inside it that they used to drive around and pick up steel and, and stuff. Oh, that's really cool yeah, for sure. Yeah. Um. So that's that's that was it. Oh, and then I'll let you bring us into that, Bill, when you start talking about what you're working on, because I also did my priority box challenge that we've been talking about for a few weeks. So you won't let me bring it up. You'll bring it up. Well, I wanted you to talk about it, and then, oh, I'll and then talk. we'll just do. I'm gonna talk, Am and then I we'll just do. Talk? And I'm gonna post my video right after we get done recording this podcast tonight, and then, but I want you to talk, and then we'll we'll display our creations together. Well, first of all, I I, I wanted to say again thanks to uh, Nick Wiegand for giving me the cigar box that I built. I didn't do a video of it, but I actually made my guitar. Um. And that was a lot of fun. I did do a video, however, and this guitar came out really, really well. And Tim, you said it was a dulcimer fretting. Is that right? I think that's, I don't know if that's like a, a real term, but I know I've seen like hammer dulcimers. Mark the Lindsay also said something yeah. in a picture about that looks like dulcimer fretting. Yeah. So, yeah. so that way every, no, every fretted position you play makes sense. Like sonically. 
So that's what I should do in life in general is take all the complicated stuff out and just only do stuff that makes sense. You know, that's a good right? idea. That should be a religion. That should be a bumper sticker. <laughs> only do stuff that makes sense. Yeah. Right. That's by Bill Lutz. I'm going to write a book. That's what I do with all my time. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know how to do that. But anyway, so I I got that guitar made and then uh, we did have the priority box challenge and I did take the time because we all agreed what we would do. So I made sure to make the time and I made something out of, out of uh, what was uh, from Jason Payne gave us in case anybody doesn't remember one small priority box I didn't know, but it's now like, um, what's that Doctor Who's um, phone booth thing that it's like you look on the outside, it's not that big, but you it's look tiny. on the inside. Yeah, because yeah, this little tiny priority mailbox has 9,322 different items in it. Yeah. Basically. Mm-hmm. And uh, so uh, um, Jason yeah, challenged explain, explain us. the challenge, yeah. Yeah, the challenge is, is that um, uh, he sent us all the same size box filled with the same items and just for us to come up with something to make out of these items. And so we agreed not to have to use all of the items, um, but to use some of the items. And I did, and I made something that is now necessary for me to have because I gave away one that I had already made to my wife. So it's pretty cool what I made. And I'm just saying, I, you asked me to talk, I'm just saying I'm cool. So we let's should we talk? A little while, but what he's saying cool is that I didn't make mine yet, but I will. Oh, you I'll didn't? Do... Yeah. Tim, yeah. did you make yours? Did you find well, the time in your busy, you know, schedule to to do what we agreed on doing? Yeah, I I, I fan- managed to make the deadline of today, which is to, we're recording on July thirty first. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. You know what's great about you guys? <laughs> Nothing. About to find out. <laughs> Nothing. Yeah. Nothing. Besides the things that we made, right, yeah. Bill? Am I yeah. right? High five. Oh, what I love about you guys, you always have five. my back. Always have my back. That's what we're I always throwing about. something at your back. About at least. this, yeah, yeah. Anyways, uh, I'm going to try to get a good view from under this bus, but you let me know what you made. Let's see what it is. All right, you ready for this? I'll go first. You I'll ready do for mine this, tomorrow. Boys? All right, you go first. Oh, fantastic! I don't think we should tell. Did you make a video? Yeah, you made a yes, video, right? Yes, I made a video. I don't think we should say out loud what it is. Oh, uh, that's way better. I think than we should make people make. watch your video to yeah. see. That's yeah, way it's it's it turned out really super. Does it work? Cool. I'm, yeah, I'm it's, super excited. Oh, uh, I hate you. Oh, and so many of the parts were there. That is fantastic. Yeah. So uh, I think we got a winner. Uh, yeah, quite yeah. a bit. Quite a bit. Yeah. So yeah. I'm I'm excited about that. I, and this is the one time you guys have encouraged me to show something only you can see and nobody else can. <laughs> I know. Really, you know, nobody else can see that. You're showing I know. I'm doing, it, I'm doing it to bait people to make them go and, and look up. Uh, yeah, the so I'm, I'm going to publish that. Intrigue. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Suspense and intrigue loots. That's what it's called. And All also, right. real quick, I'm an, I'm really I, wanted in... to do, I wanted to do a shout out because okay. I also got this and I, I sent you guys a picture <laughs> of it. I'm going to post pictures of this after I do my video. I didn't hear what you guys just said because it's not important. Um, but I Tim, I guess, was expecting to do this. his. Right. Yeah, uh, Russ Meadows, CNC'd a picture <laughs> of Izzy kissing me in, when, we were, when I was in Atlanta. And uh, he did the CNC on a piece of wood carving. And it's wow. awesome. I will post pictures of it. Russ, uh, I don't know if you listen to our podcast, brother, but thank you so much. I had the absolute honor to meet Russ among a whole bunch of other uh, makers in Atlanta. And I met Russ and his wife and uh, he contacted me and said, that picture needs to be made, especially due with uh, 
that's a good example of, of two different worlds coming together. You know, Izzy and Izzy and I are probably not a lot alike other than our good looks and muscles. Um, but we love each other and I'm, and that's how it should be out there. But Russ, I love you, brother. Thank you for that. That was an amazing gift. I'm going to post pictures right after the podcast. I am now, if you would, uh, be okay with it done. Very much so. Tim, yeah. what, okay. uh, let's see yours. Okay. Hang on, down here, I gotta get it. <laughs> get out of here. <laughs> Turn sideways. That's really that cool. That is too uh, much. Other than... Paper clips, um, paper clips you know, right there. Bob, so Bob Claggett and uh, David Picciuto made some, but that's that's original. I like that. This, this is the dumbest thing I've ever made, and... That um, is not true. Oh, no, no. That's not true at all. <laughs> not even I've close. Seen, yeah. Those are actually really super cool. Yeah. Have you seen the uh, the commercial with the old man reading the sign? No. That's not super descriptive. Okay. Well, there's a commercial where <laughs> it's it's all about read the fine print. So there's this I'd old man no reading the sign. And it looks like he's got Inspector Gadget goggles on. Mm-hmm. You know, like, mm-hmm. you know, with like 18 different like lenses and binoculars that stick out in the front of it just so he can read the sign. Mm-hmm. So, yep, that does say a dollar for Pizza Hut or whatever it is. Anyway, that's what it reminded me of. Great. Terrific. Cool. Do you make a video? <laughs> yeah, I'm posting it to, uh, as soon as we're done with this podcast. Oh, that's right. Because we all agreed to make something and make a video and post it. Tonight. That's right. I forgot. Okay. Yeah. 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 I wonder if Izzy is this pedantic. <laughs> um, let's. Okay. Let's... Well, you know, Phil did win last time. And, uh, I know. And, that's why we're rubbing know. it in. Uh-huh. Well, it's it looks like it looks like Bill won this time, unless Bill really pulls something out of his butt in the next two hours. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if that's surgically possible, but all right. Um, oh, okay. Oh, it is. Let's uh, find out when you're fifty. Let's hot step it right into the topic. Um, and this week we're talking about making the sale, and what mm. we mean by that is is talking people into reclaimed versus new, both on the creation side and on the consumption side. And well, it's not only that, but it's it's about how do you communicate and affect change in people without you don't you don't want to shut the door before you even get started. I mean, yes, because right. this isn't any there, there's people out there who just it's not that they don't care because, you know, they got a green bin, a blue bin and, and, the, and the brown bin. And that's their idea of doing something. But how can you actually maybe make a little bit more of a difference, affect some change in people without coming across like a 40 grit piece of sandpaper? You know, let's smooth out a little bit. How can you communicate with people in a way that actually, even if they don't agree with you, they can see your, your point of view? You know, we mm-hmm. are upcyclers and reclaimers, and that's, that's not an easy sell all the time. Yeah, if, if you climb right up onto your soapbox and start telling people that they're, they're evil and wrong for going to the, the big box stores to buy their stuff instead of, you know, reclaiming it, that's just not going to get you the sale. No. One of the things that, you know, I, and then there's also, you know, there's, you start getting the money and stuff too. One of the things I've found in, uh, in this is that, you know, if a customer's like, Hey, you know, I, I like this table. I want a table like this. Um, I, I try to convince them on, using reclaimed, uh, from a financial standpoint, sometimes it's like if they, if they see this beautiful walnut table, I'll say, well, why don't we use, you know, reclaimed wood It's going to actually cost less and save the environment. I always try to make it so it's not just about saving the environment, but it, there's a, there's a benefit to them beyond 
just saving the environment. One of you know, one of them might be, well, you're supporting your local economy by shopping with me, which then supports your town and your taxes and your school district and your state and your train line. <laughs> but it always uh, comes back to trains. <laughs> it always goes back to trains. But you know, instead of you know supporting the economy of you know Sweden. Yeah, <laughs> no, know? for sure. Yeah. You, you so touched was, on it, but I think a critical, critical point there is discussing the benefits versus talking about the negatives. Like, don't mm. tell me why not. Tell me why I should. Why? Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, it's a much more compelling argument, and I think it's a softer touch than like, hey, do you want to, you know, are you going to be that guy who who destroys the environment and, you know, contributes to one more landfill thing? Like, you know, like this kind of like social justice warrior sort of aspect to it. Where instead you should be talking about, you know, softer, you know, like why, why is it a good thing, you know, to, to work with reclaimed and upcycled and, and keep one less thing from the, the landfill. And, and as Tim, you know, very, very pointedly pointed out, uh, you know, support the local economy, you know, just like don't come at it from a negative point of view, come at it from a positive point of view and all of the great things that come out of it rather than, you know, trying to shame someone into doing something that they, that, you know, many of us are guilty of. You know, we all shop at these places that, that are not great for the environment. But you know what? Shaming somebody into doing something is, is the worst way to affect change, in my opinion, in that regard. Well, you know, and there's another thing, too. We got to remember how wide the scope of being green is. Um, we like to use reclaimed objects. We like to upcycle objects. That's kind of our stick. But, um, Benueta is a, is a good example of, you know what, there's other ways where you can buy new, but do it yourself. So by, by going, you know, he, he does a lot of things by going to the big box store, but he's building these things himself. And he's, he's actually being green in the fact that he's not having all this lumber and stuff that's made from across, you know, on the other side of the planet being shipped over hmm. here and Just it's going to last longer. Back. Right. And it's going to last longer and it's going to, you know, so there's not only do we want to sell what we do and, and how we do it, but maybe it's just teaching people and getting involved in DIY. DIY in and of itself is a green thing to do. And no, that's a sure. good starting point because you can go from there to, well, hey, we just went and bought, you know, all these two by fours, but you do know what? If you, let's come here, come here with me and we're going to go to this dumpster at this construction site. I talked to the foreman. There's a bunch of cutoffs to two by fours there. Let's get that. I mean, you know what? You start start with this. That a lot of people would say, "Hey, I ain't dumpster diving." But well, if you maybe tell that's, them, that's maybe with buddies who you're trying to get into the game. But that's not who. That's not my customer. Right. right? The like, customers is a little different. Yeah, yeah. I don't want to take my customer over to a dumpster. I, I want them to see a finished good. I don't okay. want to see them. You know, the well, that's, that's that's if you're actually selling product. Yeah. If if yeah. we're selling an idea. That's okay. Well, that's no, a different, you, fine. That's yeah, a we're selling store. both. But let's 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 do this, um, Phil. I just found you on Etsy, and I'm in the market to buy my husband a whiskey box for his birthday. And I've seen yours for a substantial amount of money, and yeah. I've seen some other ones for less, <laughs> and on Etsy that are you know that seem similar. And I've seen them. I can buy a, like a like kind of like a cardboardy type cigar box type box at the store that you know like a pretty gift set of that the, the you know so. Sell me. Why should I go with yours? Sell me this pen. Um, you should go with <laughs> exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Don't I? Am I? Am I not supposed to grab it out of your hand first? Isn't that how it goes? <laughs> Wolf of Wall Street. Yeah, right. Never mind. Wolf of Wall um, okay. I, no, I saw it. I know. Bill yeah. Uh, I was talking to Bill. There's no chance he saw that. Um, so why should you buy mine? Talladega Nights. What's that? <laughs> yeah. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, might as well. Yeah. Zing. Yeah. 
why should you buy mine is mine is made one at a time and and custom for the bottle you tell me you're bu- you're buying and putting in there and it's personalized with a message that that you want to put in there and I do that with any font any message that you want um and I mock it up and I offer a lot of service that goes with it people don't realize how much conversation goes back and forth I generally never make a sale without a conversation first. So first the person will ask me, Hey, can you do this? Can you do that? And I'll say, yes, I can. And then we'll go back and forth. I'll do three, four, five, six iterations, like as a computer mock-up as, as far as what they want. So there's, there's many hours of work that happen even before I get to the saw or I get to the pry bar or I get to even into the garage. So what I'm offering is not simply, Hey, fill in this template of what you want to say. And then I press go on a CNC machine and out comes a box that I had made, like had made three months prior that I'm pulling out of inventory. Everything is made on the fly for you. Hmm. So one of, one of the things I always say is that, you know, you're selling yourself first. That's the most important thing you have for sale. So you're selling not only the product that you make, but the relationship that you're developing with your customer. And that's how you make the sale. Yeah. I've had, I've had like the strangest thing is I've had repeat business from Etsy. Like it's usually not something that you see very often at at a price point that's like, it's not cheap. Like I just upped this thing to $300 granted Canadian, but that's still like $230 US for one of these boxes. And I've had people come back like I'm, I'm making these things at $230 US. So clearly there's a need and a demand for them and, and. But, you know, I mentioned this last week, and the truth is, is people have a set amount of money that they want to spend on a gift, and they're going to look for a gift at that price point. So especially when something's a gift, don't be afraid of the price points and value your time. My time is so valuable to me, and if I'm going to be spending it on whiskey boxes instead of making a YouTube video, it damn well better be worth my time. (laughs) You know, Izzy Swan, one of my favorite people... um, Talking to him face to face, one of the conversations we had was time, and he is such a huge believer in that. That's the most valuable thing that we all have is time and what we do with it. No question. And, um, Absolutely. Yeah. So I mean, it's it is know. it is by definition the ultimate commodity, and by that I don't mean the best. I mean it's the last. It's the last thing you have to trade, right? You trade mm-hmm. your time on a job to earn money, so that, you, so that which is a secondary currency. Right. The, right. the primary <laughs> currency that we all have in trade is our time. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. How, what would you say is your percentage of, I mean, cause I know that I have customers that, you know, they'll contact me and I'll write back and forth a couple of times and it won't happen. Like there's that, mm-hmm. that element of it. And sometimes it's like, sometimes you like kind of know right away, you know, that I'm wasting my time. So maybe you don't spend as much time on the response, mm-hmm. but, uh, but then, you know, so how, what's your percentage of that? If you have like success, like, is it, you know, 50% the, of the people you... The tire kickers, I'd say, are about 15, 20%. Really? That low? Yeah. Wow. Well, yeah, generally, like, they're I not... that's true in all business and all industries. I think anybody that's kicking tires, people that are going to buy something have made up their mind they're going to buy something, and people that are thinking about it are doing just that. They're window shoppers. Yeah. I have the people who are very demanding, who want like eight mock-ups and it has to be exactly perfect and like, oh, you forgot to put a period at the end of the sentence. I'm like, oh, no problem, ma'am. You you yeah. got it. And yeah. I have the people who are like, um, can I have this in two weeks? I'll pay you extra. Yeah. You know, so those are sometimes the conversations that I have also. And I'm like, sure. <laughs> so the conversation goes pretty quick. 
I just had a conversation like that today. It was a, a, a previous customer had a bunch of stuff off me and he wanted me to make a desktop, but he wanted it faster than it could be from the company's already one of those stand-up desks. Mm-hmm. And um, he was like, yeah, well, they could, said that they can have it here in like two to four weeks. It was like a reclaimed wood top that they're making in some factory. And he's like, can you beat that? And I was like, honestly, I can't right now. I wish I could. But, mm-hmm. you know, I'd, I'd rather you buy from me because it's local, but it's going to be a month, you know. And so he ended up going the other way. But it was fine because I don't want to do work that is uncomfortable like that. Like to that's – I don't want to feel like I'm like I'm rushing or, you know, or doing an inferior job. And, and I have other things I'm working on. So there's – that happens. But I, my, my tire kicker list is uh, is a lot – a lot higher than that. Um, but you know, when I use a custom made though, some of it's me reaching out to them. Huh. So, so there's obviously, there's going to be a different response. Like, cause the, the way that site works is people post what they're looking for. And then huh. I like, say like, I'm looking for a dining table. And then I write, I can make you a dining table, but so do a dozen other guys. Okay. So it's different you know? when it's inbound. It's yeah. entirely inbound for me. It's outbound yeah. for you, right? The, the power well, is in the consumer's side on, it sounds like in custom, but, you know, inbound i'm still probably more like 50 50 because i think that there's no price tag on a lot of stuff people find they see a pinterest picture or they see they you know so that's a you know people will see like i just had a lady today um she saw a desk that i made she's like oh i'm an artist i would love this it would be so perfect for my space and this and that and i i had it listed she'd found it on custom made i had it listed at starting at four hundred dollars so you know very small simple desk and um and then she goes and she – so we write back and forth a couple of times. And then she sends me a, a message saying, oh, I just realized I thought that said it started at 225 um, Like, you know, and that's before shipping. You know, and so it's just like right there. I was like, I'm, I'm not going to be able to make a desk for you. Like, right. that's just not – like, so now it's like, okay, now I'm not going to let this – this sale is not worth making. I can make her a $225 desk, but it's not going to be a desk I'm going to want to put my name on. No. <laughs> you know, it's just yeah. not – you know. So, so. you know, it's – um. I'll tell you one thing. So, made for profit with the podcast that I'm a huge fan of. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> a couple episodes. I almost back, feel like where we should sponsor them. <laughs> we talk yeah. about them every week. It's so funny. <laughs> no, but like I mean, because they touch on some things that I'm I'm very passionate about, and and they kind of crapped all over Etsy a little bit a few episodes back, and I felt like I felt like writing in and saying, "Hey, hey, that's not <laughs> true what you're saying." But um, but all to say these, the good thing about Etsy is is two is twofold. One. They're they're a draw, right? They're bringing people to you. You don't have to sort of do any outbound marketing, right? You just set up your listings and customers come to you. If there's a if there's a match for what it is that you're selling and the price point that you have, you know, then great. You know, matchmaker, matchmaker, make me a match. Um, and the other thing is that you're, the 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 conversation that I'm getting are pre qualified, right? They already know what it is and they already know how mm. much. So the yeah. questions are going to be like how quickly More and color. how much text and you know. So it's not like can you do this and for a hundred bucks? So there's a lot of sort of things that have been weeded out ahead of time, which I think is tremendous. Right. Cause you know, my, my stuff is so all over the map that, you know, I have like that square coffee table I make a lot of. It's like a, you know, it looks like it's sitting right on the ground and, and I've made, you know, half a dozen of them. So I have them all listed on my custom made page and I have pictures of each of them and, and they're in various sizes and various materials and various finishes and levels. Right. And, and so, you know, it's like starting at, you know, and then, I get emails almost once a week of people saying, well, you know, yeah, and they, they give me their dimensions. And so I, I give them a, you know, well, rough number off the top of my head is this going to be about 1500 bucks, you know, uh, you know, if that works within your budget, like let's go further. So that's kind of my way of, and a lot of times you just never hear from them again, mm-hmm. or sometimes they'll be very polite and say, oh, it's too much. I had, you know, I, I thought it would be less and it's like, okay, yeah. I mean, I'm just, you can't, I can't make it handmade and reclaimed from vintage materials for less, you know, yeah. and I don't want to like, so it's fine. And yeah. then there's other people who are like, oh, perfect. Let's go. They get it and they understand it. So right. I, I guess part of the making the sale was 
do you, you know, what's, how far do you want to go to make the sale? Do you want to make a sale that's bad for you? No. Right. Yeah. You want to make a sale that, that makes sense for you. And that's, that's something I think like a lot of, especially new makers, myself included, when I first started out, you make the, you try to make the sale just to get the sale and to build up the resume and to get the client and you kill yourself and you bend, your, bend over backwards and you lose time and money. Time being the worst, as we already discussed. You know? Yeah. Um, well, so not necessarily other... because in that scenario, you're investing in your portfolio, right? You've got well, to develop that. You've got to have that internship to get that paid job to build it's, that, that resume. Almost, it, it, yeah, that it's almost true. a given that when you're first starting out, a good example is um, I worked for a car dealership and the mechanics that work in the, the guys that are journeymen, they're, they're going to make a lot more money, not because it, they do more work, but because the time that they takes them to get the job done is like this. Right. You know, they make the same amount of money like for a, a and this is kind of off topic, but it's not a recall campaign. That means that the, the corporation is going to pay them exactly this amount of money to cut, to have somebody bring in their vehicle and fix this thing. It's worth yeah. this dollar amount, period, not less, not more, no matter who does it. Well, the more experienced guys, they can do 10 of these a day. Whereas the new kid coming in, he's making the same dollar amount per fix, but it's going to, he can get a couple done maybe because he doesn't have that experience. You know, it's yeah. the same thing with your time. No matter what you're starting out in, it's 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 a skill set that you have to to develop. It's the muscle your first, memory. Yeah. yeah, your first cigar box guitar took you probably four times as long as the one you just made, and it's probably not as good. Um, actually, no, that's true. I was going to say I'm. They're all that good, but you know what? No, they're all <laughs> awesome. I'm the best. I'm the greatest. <laughs> talking about <laughs> talking about reclaimed and wanting to recycle, so. I tried again with this last guitar I made. I tried one more time to laminate plywood to make the neck. And again, it I had to just redo it. It's just like I finally learned my lesson. I've tried on every guitar build that I've done to use plywood as part of the neck. And it's just, it doesn't work. You got to use the Baltic work. birch. Yeah, exactly. Five five. I tried Baltic birch. I tried the 5 by 5 it's not real. I had the guys that were from Baltia come down and deliver it to my door, and it still doesn't work. This giant barge <laughs> came up into the San Francisco Bay with well, one so, sheet of five okay. by five. That's so right. speaking of speaking of uh, uh, not being very eco friendly uh, in that respect, and you guys are talking about how to make the sale as far as literally making sales. How do you sell your neighbor who's down the street, and every week on Trash Day, all you see is these um, empty IKEA boxes, right? How do you sell this guy that maybe you, without coming across as being, I mean, you know him, you guys are friendly, blah, blah, him or her, whatever. How do you take a person who, because we're talking about making the sale about reclaimed and about upcycling. How do you make that sale to somebody? What's a good, who can do this? Who can, which one of you knows, have you ever had a conversation with somebody? Well, this is why I do this. I know what my first thing is always money. Most people, you want to save some money, take this thing that's on the on the side of the street with a free sign on it, and you can use that either for material or to upcycle it and do something, save some money. You know, young people that are in school, instead of buying Ikea furniture, make something. Put that money towards more education for yourself instead of, you know what I mean? Hmm. I guess I don't know how to answer that because I'm not really a proselytizing zealot. I'm not going out there to... Well, that sounded somewhat um, insulting the way you said it. I don't know what that is, but I'm not either. <laughs> you might be, actually. Yeah. You might. I don't think I, think I am. I think I might be the most. Yeah, yeah. Of Tim's of one of them. You might be more proselytizing. Well, I don't know. <laughs> Maybe more of a zealot, but certainly not proselytizing. You're not going out there to preach conversion. 
No, Tim. I try to live. I try to lead through positive example. I'm not a right. preacher. I don't try to talk down to people or tell them they're wrong or ignorant or different because they're different than me or they don't think the way. I try to show them that what I do is working. Like I have been a vegetarian for more than 20-something years. I don't walk around telling people they're bad for eating meat. I just show them that I am healthy and happy and surviving. And when they want to ask questions, I answer them. But I don't tell them they're wrong. That's What's that going to do? It's going to... That's not going to make it. So the guy down the street with the Ikea boxes stacked up out there, I'm not going to walk up to him, knock on his door and say, you're wrong. Yeah. <laughs> like, he, I mean, he, you know, what, how is it? But what I, what I can do, and, and here's something I, you know, you could actually do, maybe give them something that you made. It doesn't have to be like some $1,000 table. Give them a little side table. You may be like, here, give that. And then in three years and that Ikea thing is falling apart and they're going to pick up their another one from Ikea and yours is still sitting there looking beautiful and they're still loving it and cherishing yeah. it and mm. believing in it, then maybe that will be the – the seeds of change. That's that's a super valid point because you got to think about why people buy IKEA also, right? It's not because people are buying like it's stylish. It's stylish and it's cheap. And it's cheap. Well, it, it is easy. Isn't you don't cheap. need a pickup truck to get it home. It fits in your trunk. Right. There's all these. It's convenient. It's it is. Take a, a look at which which IKEA piece but... it is, though, right? Because you're right. There is some expensive stuff there. There's, There's some, some like very nice stuff they make. Four hundred dollar yeah. office chairs. Right? right, but yeah. there's also you know the the ninety dollar <laughs> lack you know side yeah. end table or desk or whatever right. it is right. So so there could be a reason why they're buying IKEA, and it may not be ignorance of landfills. It could just be a well, question of money. Well, that's what I'm money. saying. If if you speak to people on the price point, especially on one of those simple side tables, that's basically a pallet waiting to be made into a table, right? Yeah. I mean, I like Tim's approach. Sim- Make them something and show them the value yeah, right. of it. Show them how you made it. I mean, even Soft show, touch. and that's another thing too, is like, if, if I think even the fact that let, let's say for whatever reason, the only thing you're, you're a maker, you're a traditional woodworker, you're not going to dig through dumpsters, but by you, and you have kids, by you passing down that knowledge and trying to spark an interest in your kids to be more DIY, that in and of itself is kind of being green. I mean, sure. I'm trying to give people props in whatever way that we can. And just trying to, sh- you know, say that you can you can be who you are and think and feel the way you do. You don't have to be an upcycler or, or dumpster diver like we are, but you can still make a difference and you can still open people up to the process of being a better patron on the planet. I guess you would call it for sure. Caretaker of the world. Yeah, you know, Human? some kind of hippie huggy <laughs> thing that. Tim might say. Here's an easy one, right? So just about everybody at my office knows what did I what I do, right? So uh, a buddy of mine from work who uh, who lives like two streets over sends me a text. I'm getting a new bed. Uh, I got a. I'm tossing out this old one. Do you? It's made out of wood. Do you want it? So I went over there, and the headboard was like, I don't know. There's nothing I could do with it. But all of the slats that supported the bed were all like hardwood strips. I'm yeah. like. Jackpot. I just took mm-hmm. them all. So that's out of a landfill and it's in my wood pile. It doesn't sound like much, but if everybody does something like that, then it's terrific. 50%, 50% of that waste. Yeah. And Maybe I 40, didn't do but... anything to make him feel bad about throwing it out. To the mm-hmm. contrary, he felt great about giving it to me. Yeah. And what if, what if you combine that with what Tim said? What if you make a little something out of that and to make him an iPhone him back? and give it back to him? Yeah. yeah and give it back yeah. to him and say, Hey, this that's is what to that guy. <laughs> you know, t- um, I already tomorrow- got the milk. What do I got to buy the cow for? 
Oh, yeah, I'll man. Take something. <laughs> to, to, yeah, maybe. <laughs> Here's a keychain. Yeah, now you will. You know what? Now yeah. I'll make. I'll give him. I'll give him an iPhone. I'll do. That's a good idea. <laughs> uh, tomorrow, tomorrow, I'm going to a customer. I uh, a couple of years ago, I'd made um, my YouTube channel. You can see it. I made a desk in this big library and stuff um, for this nice young couple. And um, she just recently contacted me, and they're getting their deck replaced with like um, like Azek or you know one of those like composite decks. Oh, Ripped yeah, out the old great. desk, and the and the, the contractor says, you know, like you sure you want to do this? This this deck is mahogany. Um, and she Whoa. was like, well, Whoa. yeah. She was, and, but they had already like they were they were sold on getting this plastic deck. They and I I understand that. I mean, their decks yep. kind of repaint the deck. They don't want to take. They have a new baby. They don't want to take care of it. But so they so tomorrow I'm picking up their old deck. Um, oh my wow. god! Literally jackpot. Yeah, in exchange for I'm going to make a uh, they want to make like a little bar for their patio. You know. Probably out of the deck, like a bar cart. You know? No yeah, way. Like a bar they cart. get out of two yeah. by fours. Keep the mahogany. <laughs> Brand new ones. Stuff. Yeah. Brand new two by fours. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and plywood. Yeah, yeah. Oh, pressure tree. They'll be fine. But, uh, Part of the wood. Yeah. I'll leave Part the stamps the on there and everything. You know. Oh no, this is your deck. Trust me. Yeah. yeah. But um, but like this that's is mahogany. You know. <laughs> Make him an iPhone holder. I <laughs> mean, <laughs> uh, productions. It looks like it's in good shape. So uh, that's, you know, uh, my goal for once I'm done with these projects I'm working on right now is to get my guitar business going. And I have the material. I have the reclaimed material to, to make the guitars out of this, wow. the quality wood that it should be and all that, you know. Crazy. Uh, hopefully. I will get, maybe I'll get down there and it'll be all pressure treated with mahogany stain. I don't know. We'll find out. But it's, she, Yeah. She said, you, know, you know, that sounds like my luck. That sounds. <laughs> and if, if it is 50 minutes away. So I'm hoping. Oh. <laughs> Which is a lot in my truck, you know, in, in the summer in August. Yeah. But, uh, but um, yeah, it's like uh, that's that thing. Like they, they were interested in this this product as, you know, because of the, the look and the style. They like they liked that reclaimed look. And she won. I feel like, you know, they're young and they're in their new home and they want to sort of add some history to it. Um, and through making that sale and making that connection – now it's it's coming around and and it's like a continued relationship and now I'm, now you know I mean this is a, a paying gig in theory it's paying in, in wood but artists yeah yeah you know um that's the that's you know making the sale you're selling yourself you're developing relationships and that's that's how your business is going to continue to be successful and and grow okay I don't want to beat this any longer but I do want Bill to give us a wrap up let's let's give a little wrap up on this on this topic. Well, I, I guess if anything, Tim just Tim just said it, and it's um, you know, you're 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 trying to make relationships, and uh, I think that's going to make more sales for no matter what you're trying to push, if, if, whatever your ideals are. I don't care what your faith is. I don't care what your you know your gender is, any of that stuff. Whether you use Reclaim, whether you buy from IKEA, if you have a relationship with people and you give them the benefit of the doubt and you lead by example, um. And you just try and, you know, just, and this will go to my, my, uh, my who I'm watching this week, but basically try not to be a jerk. If you're not a jerk, people will like you, you know? And also there's a, one thing I'd like to say, I, I did, uh, find a use for, um, something that I, I was trying to beat up our, uh, our, uh, our, uh, tarpaulin, uh, backpack that I got my oh, N24. Yeah. Uh, you know, I told you I've been carrying tools around and stuff with it. Well, yeah. I actually offered it to Casey, and she's been using it now to take lunch to work. So it's it's uh, it can hold a it can hold a cordless drill or a sandwich. And, uh, with, <laughs> I, with you gave equal, it up. 
Huh? No, I told her she can use it for because I was, I wanted to talk about it, you know, a little bit more of its various uses. It's the backpack version of it, which she really likes, by the way. She's got, she's a backpack thing, and uh, she's not getting mine. I really like that, yeah. Yeah. the one I have. Um, but yeah, so I let her take it back and forth, schlep it to work a couple of times. Now this may be to my detriment because now if she wants one bad enough, I'll have to I'll have to get her one. Well, I'm sure we can. I'm sure we can swing something. I, I still use mine, like, daily. And, and oh, yeah, me too. I love it. The yeah. thing I like the best about it, actually, it's the most comfortable shoulder strap I've ever had. Like, every other bag I've had, and I only use messenger bags. It's just, just what I use for, for work and stuff. Me too. Yeah, and, like, I like it's them. It's great for traveling because, you know, you, I don't know. It's just easy. And I feel Backpacks like the, as an adult with a backpack, I just feel weird. <laughs> yeah, you, and you can't get at them. Like, you're like, if you have it on, on properly yeah. on two shoulders... You're like, oh, well, you, know, you want my passport? Not, and it's like, you know, this whole thing. Not to take offense at you guys yet again, I would um say that In a, a backpack suit. has, it's it's a shoulder bag for either shoulder. It's like by shoulders. Yeah, I know. You could sit, you could one strap it, but. That's yeah. right. You know, when you're in a suit, you really got to be, you can't really a wear backpack a backpack. On. I see those I guys. I don't think I trust the guy in the suit. If you with guys, the if you guys had put on a right? little more weight, if you you know, if you'd had a little meat on your bones, the uh, the straps wouldn't bother your shoulders so much. It's not a question of that. It's just awkward, you know. You, I feel like a big, huge four-year-old wearing a suit and then single strap in a backpack. You know, it's like mm. I'm still cool, guys. Yeah. Wait whereas, up! Wait up! The bus is leaving. Yeah, whereas <laughs> with a messenger bag, I know I look like a dork, so it's fine. And you, um, you hey. wear your Crocs with your suit, and that's okay. Yes. That is not something I do, but it would be fine if I did. <laughs> as long as the socks match the suit, you know, it'd be awkward if they didn't. But socks match the suit. I feel like that's a euphemism for something. And no. I'll wink at you and say it does. <laughs> All right. High five. <laughs> um, I, you know what I'm wondering about, though, with this, this material is that I, I think I'd mentioned, you know, I went to the boat show a few weeks back and. And then I was thinking about doing like a some kind of stretch material canoe, and I wonder if that stuff is watertight. For sure, it's watertight. Yeah. Like completely. Like, could you make a boat hull out of it? Hell yeah, you, you could. Yeah. M twenty four guys. I want to. One of you guys send Phil an email or, or e- email me or Phil. Give me their email address. I want to talk to them about getting a piece of it, and uh, especially like hey, you know, like, hey, if they got that can of um, I don't know ozone killer, you know, the rubber ozone killer stuff that they can spray at the bottom of a screen door to make a boat out of, I think you can do it out of M24. Yeah. Let's let's see it. I'm ready. I'll buy mm-hmm. that late at night at two in the morning. Yeah, and then Bill, I'll, don't worry, I'll, I'll, I'll put shoulder straps on for you. So <laughs> two, yeah, two of them. baby, two. Yeah. That's right. So you can portage yeah. that canoe. Yeah. Um, okay, so let's move on <clears throat> real quick on to uh, what it is that we're watching. Bill, why don't you go first? Who are you watching this week? Well, first, I got one more shout-out, and this oh, is kind of, of a <laughs> – uh, Well, actually, I got I, – I, 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 this is more of a, a thank you than a shout-out. Um, Johnny Brook, Crafted Podcast, Crafted YouTube channel. He watched my last video, the guitar I made. Um, he yelled at me, but he did watch my video. And I, I want to say, Johnny, I hear you, and thank you for the love. Um, so I know that sometimes I use my table saw inappropriately, and he he definitely saw that at the very beginning. I cut this big chunk of walnut by not using a miter gauge. I just one hand on either side of the board, run it through the blade real quick. 
yeah, that's not probably the safest way to ever do it. And I, I understand that, but he did love the guitar and he told me so. Um, but j- the fact that Johnny Brook is watching my video, that that's Johnny. I love you, brother. And I'll, and I'll try not to be, um, more knowledgeable about safety on the tubes than the rest of everybody else. Cause that's, you know, my just pretend like a 13 or 14 year old boy who's a huge fan is watching your videos and you wouldn't want him. And to I'm going to also pretend that his dad is standing there next to him saying, Hey, don't do what Lutz does. He's been doing this a long time. He yeah, his, his dad's probably not you know sitting what? there standing next to him as he's watching yeah, YouTube. Because that's how all teenagers watch YouTube is yeah. with their dad sitting next to him. Hey, dad, I'm going to watch some YouTube. Come stand next to me. Yeah. Well, how about, how about he's going to go me. to his dad afterwards? <laughs> he's going to say, dad, I watched this cool video and I'd like to uh, I'd go like use to your table saw in the desert. Yeah, whatever. There's nothing I could do or say on video that's going to save this kid's life. He's doomed. No, but just like the entire topic that we just had, you can set a positive exactly. example, be a positive role model, a positive voice and change without just being stuck in the past with these all willy nilly. Exactly. I, you know, I'm, I'm going to try. I am. I'm going to make more of a concerted effort to be um, more positive. Because even when you try, you're still going to do things that are that are wrong because I do too. You know what I mean? But it is well, like. It's, the, it's, it's not so much that it's wrong is that it is. It's now not right. You just feel like it's not your responsibility to teach someone. No, 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 no. That's not that's not necessarily it. What I'm saying is is that when I first started using table saws, a lot of them didn't come with miter gauges. Because they were just invented in the twenties, that's why. I'm just saying, I'm just saying the practices like everything, just like cars didn't have seatbelts or it wasn't a law to wear a helmet, all these kinds of things, you know, it's now something that's that's hey, do you wear I'm your seatbelt now? Do you wear a seatbelt now? You know what? I wear a seatbelt now because I don't want the ticket. Yeah, okay. so I'm giving you a ticket right now. Use your miter slot. Well, I do use my miter t- gauge. You just got I use my miter gauge a lot. <laughs> a and I use my miter gauge Tim so much, I got rid of my miter saw, but uh, that's besides the point. But uh, You have a new again, miter saw. So who am I watching, you guys ask, huh? No, we're just going to give you a hard time. We are, <laughs> we, we, are, we are busting your testicles, but all right, go ahead. Hey, Bill, what are you, uh, what are you watching this week? Well, it's not what I'm watching. It's what I'm listening to. Um, uh, our buddy, and you know, he's the only guy that's been on our podcast twice. Maybe more. <laughs> <laughs> so, Mr. Mister Izzy Swan and Mike Laffey and Joel Crawford have a podcast, Maybe I've Said Too Much. Um, I've been enjoying it quite a bit. Um, listen to this latest episode all the way through to the end because I might be the king of shout outs, but they're amazing at their shout outs mostly because they made me sound even more amazing than i already am i'm not kidding i personally wanted to hug myself after hearing them talk about me that's how good it was i mean they took they they, their subject matter is is uh is adult rated so you know don't have your little kids listening to some of the 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 language and stuff but uh if you want to listen to some amazing people talk about all kinds of subjects and uh do it like you you're just in the shop hanging out and there's a lot of experience that they have and they are, to me, they are giants in the community. Um, there's a lot of knowledge that comes out of all three of them. Check out their latest episode all the way to the end. Hear them praise Lutz like he's never been praised before. <laughs> or again. And, um, oh no, I, I think I'm going to make it this. Uh, we already have Lutz salutes and I'm going to talk about um, Bill's, what rhymes with Bill and praising? What's Bill's oh. Thrills. 
No, that was Bill and Phil's thrills to buy the new. Oh, by the way, um, never mind. Okay, no, to check out. Uh, maybe I've said too much. And maybe I've said too much just now. So, <laughs> Tim, what are you watching? Um, I wanted to mention. I I mentioned at the beginning of uh this podcast that I was hanging out with this this uh the Logan Steele's um, meetup they had, and uh, my buddy Keith uh Keith Johnson who lives in Connecticut but on the other side he came up. He's a woodworker, um, not really a steel guy, but he came up to hang out. And he was supposed to come. We, I had met him in, in Massachusetts. I think, I think he met you too. Uh, I'm pretty sure he met you in Atlanta, Bill. And he hasn't met Who? you yet, Phil. So, um, mm. Who is it? But he, uh, well, go watch his video and you'll recognize him. Uh, K- KJ Sawdust. Is oh, uh, we, uh, Sawdust. we chat on Instagram a lot. Yeah. Yeah, so he he uh, was at the we got to hang out a little bit there, and then um, he was supposed to come visit my shop a few months back, but it didn't work out. He was driving through that way, and so he came over to my shop afterwards because it's just a couple miles down the road. We hung out. Super nice guy. He started a YouTube channel recently. He has I think just one video up there right now, um, but it's it's he's like a like Phil. I think you in particular would really like this video because it's um real traditional like classic woodworking done mm-hmm. like right not like what bill and i do where we like nail stuff together and put polyacrylic on it you know it's like <laughs> <laughs> it's uh, it was like beautiful beautiful uh woodworking actual woodworking in there so uh it's uh kj sawdust keith johnson he's got like 130 subscribers right now so we need to change that he's got 131 oh, i just subscribed one okay. one well I, I'm well that not means sure i can i'll check it so out we'll, we'll see <laughs> just kidding, I'm, I'm gonna i'm gonna hold my judgment you you reserve okay. it yeah, you, go, um, you just you just hold your judgment. You're so good at that. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of uh, traditional um, woodworking, have you guys ever seen this channel called Mister Chickadee? No. Okay, you got to check this. Is my, this is my this week's. This guy is unbelievable. Okay, uh, he's got like like, and I'm going to say this as a compliment. It's like Trustin Timber style uh, filmography. It's the way he like he he because I don't even I don't even think it's videography. It's like filmography. It's it's just beautiful films, but it's all tradition. No, nothing is powered. It's all hand power. Everything. Oh, like wood uh, by right meets trust and timber. Kind of, kind if of. They had a baby, and it was politically okay to say so. I, I, yeah, I think it's fine. Um, and, and it's just like he builds a cabin in the wood. It's like an eighteen part thing, and scarf joints and. This and he cuts down trees and he harvests like deadfall. Oh, yeah. oh it looks cool. I'm God, right it's now. amazing. Like everybody, I've been binging this like crazy. You, you have to watch that. This is phenomenal. I can't even say enough good things about this guy. I can't believe it took me so long to find him. Just incredible videos. It's amazing how big and how small like the internet is. You yeah. know how. How there's this guy and he's got fifty seven thousand subscribers. He's like doing this whole completely and and here we've been doing this stuff for years and we just never heard of him. It's like how yeah. is that? How is that? You know possible? what it is? I think it's, I think it's more amazing that you know Phil says he's taking this time off to spend with his family and we find out he's actually binge watching this guy's videos. So. You know when you gotta you take a little bathroom break for twelve minutes you sneak in a video. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> But, oh, uh, did you watch Treadle Lee? That was 20 minutes and 35 seconds in the bathroom that night. I, you know, I got to tell you, I watched half of it. Um, Are you okay in there? Yeah. Daddy's fine. <laughs> Leave me alone! Give me five minutes. Um, yeah. I usually yeah, have to go to the bathroom. My doctor says it's really not a good idea to sit that long in the bathroom. Not more, longer than four minutes. You're right. You're right. Yeah, I still do. But when, you know, when it's, Daddy! Daddy! Da- I'm yeah. in the bathroom, Okay. 
Okay. Dad, dad, daddy, dad, daddy, 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 dad, 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 dad. Uh, so yeah. So yeah. that's that's what I'm watching. It's a pretty good, pretty good bill. Yeah, that's pretty accurate, actually. <laughs> it's amazing. Um, and okay. people without kids are like, no, it's not really like that. Nope. Yep. No, no, that's that's. <laughs> That's verbatim. I don't have kids, but I am the youngest of seven, and I've got nieces and nephews that are my age. It's I, I've been around small time. I was a babysitter by the time I was three. I mean, <laughs> that I seems accurate. But yeah, I uh, that is what it's like. <clears throat> On Instagram, Twitter, and YouTube, I'm Phil Pinsky. Check out MakerTechReviews.com. Check out WilliamLutz.com. Thank you to Justin Sparks. TimSway.net. Thank you to Jason Payne. Contact us for show topic suggestions, emails, uh, info at reclaimedaudiopodcast.com, or each one of us have our own email address if you want to send us something secret. I don't know. Um, yeah. Oh, thanks, guys. By the way, I got that message. Yeah, exactly. To not, dump no, these you, two. you guys didn't get it. Yeah, so. exactly. Same Jason Payne, by the way, that sent us the priority box challenge that Tim and I actually accomplished and finished. Hit us up on Twitter at Reclaimed Audio. Uh, leave us those iTunes reviews. They are uh, very much appreciated, and they are amazing, and they actually serve a purpose. They they raise our profile on iTunes and really help us uh, get seen by new uh, listeners, and so that's great. And patreon.com slash reclaimed audio is the best way to help us stay on the air. And as Tim said, and as I mentioned earlier as well, we did add that new $1 slot um, on there, and, and every little bit helps. So yes, uh, I'd you. like to thank the musician and the professor here. Thank you very much. And uh, and unless you have anything else, have a great week. I'm good. Bye, everybody. Love you. <laughs> Be good. <laughs>